This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, your new go-to podcast for mind, body, and emotional wellness. Tune in to hear real, raw conversations about stress, anxiety, and holistic self-care. I am your podcast host. My name is Jessica. I am from Inspired Life Collective. I'm an advanced EFT practitioner, meditation therapist, and holistic life coach, and I am on a mission to educate you on how to release stress from your body and dare I say, even prevent it and inspire you to live life with a calm body, a clear mind and thriving emotionally. If you are ready to support your long-term health and wellness, then let's jump straight into the episode. Welcome back. On today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about concept that your thoughts, those little inconspicuous thoughts that just float through your mind could actually be causing you physical harm. Now you're probably thinking, oh my God, (laughs) what is she talking about? So bear with me because by the end of this, you're going to go, oh, okay, I do need to monitor my thoughts. So what I want to introduce you to is something that I like to call the stress cycle. Now, a lot of you will already know we have on average 60,000 thoughts every single day. I'm sure for some women, it is absolutely way more than that. But here's the thing, of those thoughts, 80% of them are negative for most people. And 90% of those thoughts are repeated thoughts from the day before and the day before. So these repeated thoughts are fueling belief systems that we have, subconscious belief systems that we have learned in those first five or six years of growing when our brain was primarily in a theta brainwave state. Everything was just going into our subconscious. We also have unconscious emotional memories. Now, if you have done my Understanding Anxiety Masterclass, then you will know that the amygdala is the brain's stress response center, but it's also the brain's emotional response center. And the amygdala will tag emotional memories, and these memories are subconscious. So... Let's just say with our stress cycle, we have a thought, one single thought out of those 60,000, just one little thought floats past. And it might be something like, I'm not good enough. Or it might be something like, oh, that cut really hurt me. Or something like, oh God, he was supposed to be home half an hour ago. Or that person seemed really cranky. What did I do wrong? So these thoughts are, are quite quick and they happen really, really fast. And as I said, there's 60,000 of them every day. And we don't give every one of those 60,000 thoughts attention. But what we will give attention to, though, are the thoughts that are going to already fuel some sort of belief system that we have, whether it be one of the subconscious beliefs that we have, as I mentioned, from you know our childhood, from our past experiences, or whether it be one of our emotional memories that is buried in our subconscious and that our conscious mind is not even actually aware of. But that thought, that thought that has brought up a thought of don't want, 
Okay, so something that you think about that is not something that you really, really want, something that's not nice, something that's unpleasant, something that's negative, something that could cause you harm. So I'll call those thoughts of don't want. You've had your thought of don't want, so now you are giving that thought attention. And attention is stage two in the stress cycle. A thought is stage one and attention is stage two. So you are giving that thought attention. And what is then going to happen because you are having these thoughts of don't want is your brain is going to go, oh, something's wrong here. She doesn't like this. It's a thought that she doesn't like or it is going to actually aggravate an emotional subconscious memory that your amygdala has stored. And you are going to start experiencing emotions. And those emotions are negative. Those emotions are things like anger, frustration, or when you're just having a really down day and sometimes you can't even figure out why. Sometimes you have no idea what put you in such a bad mood. So emotion is the third stage of our stress cycle. We've had our thought, we've given it attention, and it has then caused emotion. And so now we have these emotions running through our body and these emotions are putting our body into a state of unease. And what happens with our emotions is just like other habits that we form, when we are feeling a certain emotion regularly, it actually becomes a habit. Our body gets used to feeling that way. Our mind gets used to thinking thoughts that trigger those emotions and sometimes we can even crave them. They become like a routine for us. And I can give you an example of that. So for me, for a long period of time, I would feel extremely stressed and anxious always around 8.30 in the morning. And that is the time that I'm trying to leave to get my daughter to school. And for a long period of time for me, getting out of the house caused me anxiety. And you'll know that if you've listened to episode one. So what's happened though is that I'll wake up and I'll feel good and then I start getting ready and then I must have some kind of thought about getting out of the house. And that thought then leads to a state of anxiety, frustration, anger, and all those things can happen even if everybody's gotten ready on time for me, even if we're not running late, even if I have no reason to be flustered. And that's because my body was in an emotional cycle of repetition. So we could be at home on a weekend or homesick or something on a weekday and come that 8.30 time, I'm still getting that feeling, even though I haven't actually had anything to trigger it, even if I was in bed. So that's what I mean, that our emotions will actually run their own habits. Breaking emotional habits is hard because we become addicted to the emotions that we're feeling. So what's happened then is you have these negative emotions running through your body and your body will then say, okay, or your brain, sorry, will then say, okay, there must be danger. She has all these feelings of don't want, all these negative emotions that are continuing to run through your body. They're not stopping. There's no clear stop to this, you know, emotional distress. So we're in a state of stress all of a sudden. And stress is the fourth part in our stress cycle. 
So we have our thought, we give it attention, that causes emotion, and then that long-term emotion will put us in a state of stress. And then what happens? We repeat it. We repeat it because we are going to continue to fuel the thoughts that fuel our belief system because then our brain is like, well, you're not a liar. If you have emotion behind a thought, then when, then we mustn't be lying. It must be true. Okay, we're proving ourselves right by having these thoughts. So I can give you an example, um, an example, say, of, I don't know, let's just say you have older children and they're due home at a certain time and it's 10 past, they're running late and haven't communicated that with you. And one minute you're thinking, oh, yeah, they'll be home soon. And the next you go, what if they've had a car accident? What if something's happened to them? What if they've been abducted by aliens? And all of a sudden, these negative thoughts are running through your head and you're giving those thoughts attention and then comes the emotion and then you're in a state of stress. And from this thought, you might even be sweating. You might not realize that you are having physical responses to it. This thought process might have put you in a mental state of overwhelm, in a mental state of stress, but it also is likely activating your physical state of stress. So activating things like, yeah, sweating, speeding up your heart rate, speeding up your breathing, dilating your pupils, ceasing your digestion. (laughs) There are so many things that happen when our stress response is activated. That's why we know people often have gut issues or they feel nauseous or they have to go to the toilet because when you're in a state of stress, you don't need a working digestive system. Our bodies are primitive. When you're in a state of stress, you need to be able to fight, flee, freeze or fawn. That's what you need to do. Our stress response hasn't caught up with our modern day living. So, for example, if you uh, were, you know, living in more prehistoric times and you were being chased by a tiger or you had to fight it off or you had to freeze or, or hide from danger, what would happen is your stress response would activate and all of the physical sensations that come with that, so the cortisol and the adrenaline that's pumping through your body, the dilation of your pupils so you can focus on something you know, the narrowing of your blood vessels so that it pumps blood to the areas that it needs to fight or freeze. All of those things are going to get you out of danger. And what would then happen is once you had fought off your tiger or you had successfully, you know, outrun the danger, then your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your relaxation response, the opposite to your stress response, which is your sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system then takes over and your body returns to a calm state. Okay, digestion starts working again, your breath uh, rate returns to normal, your heart rate returns to normal. All of these things return to normal for you. But what happens in our modern day world, and if you've listened to episode two, then you'll remember me saying this, is that we live in such a busy fast-paced, highly stimulated world that we don't have a clear end to our stress cycle. So let's say, for example, I was going out for dinner 
and I walked past my mirror. I had a dress on and I had one thought and that thought was, it's not even a sentence. (laughs) It's just noise. So I think about what I'm wearing, but I start giving that thought attention. And then I start thinking, God, what if people make fun of me? And this is fueling a belief that I had from childhood that, you know, maybe I had to look a certain way to go out somewhere or, you know, maybe my body had to be a certain way or maybe, I don't know, I wasn't supposed to wear certain types of clothes or whatever that belief is. So I'm giving that thought attention. I'll stop making that noise sooner, I promise. (laughs) I'm giving that thought attention and I'm thinking, what if people make fun of me? And I'm starting to feel emotions like embarrassment, shame guilt and you know what I haven't even left the house nobody's made fun of me but maybe what I do then is go and change my outfit and then I change it again and I change it again and I'm in a state of stress and I'm running late and I'm giving that thought more and more attention and then I'm likely to actually cancel dinner (laughs) because I've tried on six outfits and nothing feels good anymore because of one single thought And the fact is, the fact is, is that that dress actually looked amazing. The fact is, is that nobody would have said a single word about what I was wearing except for, wow, that dress is so nice. But my thought process told me otherwise. And my thought process put my body into a state of stress. It also activated anxiety as well. So a prolonged state of stress or when your body is sensitive to the stress can be a reason enough for you to become physically anxious, for your amygdala to take over and to be releasing all of the things that it does that will cause symptoms of a panic attack. And the panic attack is just a gross overreaction of your body's stress response when there's no physical danger actually present. So let's go back to my dinner example. Say I went out for dinner. Okay. I went out for the dinner, but I was anxious the whole time and I'm there and I'm not enjoying it and I'm anxious and I'm assuming that everybody is judging me and what I'm wearing because I judged myself. I am assuming that everybody is, you know, shaming me for what I'm wearing because I shamed myself. And then we get home and the kids are still awake and I have to sit up for an extra hour even though I'm so tired and put them to sleep and that makes me more stressed. And then I think, I'll just check my emails before I go to bed and I see a bill that I missed paying and that makes me feel more stressed. And then we get up the next morning and I'm running late and that makes me feel more stressed. So can you see that there is no clear end I have not outrun a tiger. I have not gotten to safety and I have no clear ending to my stress cycle for my parasympathetic nervous system to take over. Now, we know with so many studies and so much research that has come out, we know that when it comes to stress, and I don't mean positive stress. So let's be clear. There's eustress, which is positive stress. And that adds anticipation and excitement to life, okay? Some stress is essential. In fact, if you have insufficient positive stress, it can actually be damaging long-term because you can feel bored and unchallenged and unmotivated. But here I am talking about a prolonged state of distress 
okay, when your stress response, your sympathetic nervous system is dominant, okay, what happens is it can cause serious damage to your body if it is dominant long-term. And so remember, like I just said, we are in a stress cycle that could have been caused by a thought, it could have been caused by stress, but we are stuck in this stress cycle with no clear ending. And what's really scary is that there have been so many diseases and illnesses that are now being associated directly with stress. So I don't know if you've ever been to the doctor and you think you're dying and then they say, no, you're distressed. And you're like, what? (laughs) No, no, I'm not distressed. You know, I have, you know, a urinary tract infection or (laughs) I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I'm not stressed. What we forget is that stress can contribute to so many different illnesses. And I'll give you an example of just a couple because the list is way too long to, to go into all of them. But stress can contribute to alcohol and drug dependencies, to anxiety and panic disorders, skin diseases, cancer, chronic fatigue syndrome, chronic pain, constipation, a depressed immune system. It can lead to difficulty maintaining sexual arousal or a loss of libido, urinating problems, bladder infections, fibromyalgia, headaches, migraines, heart disease neck pain, sleep disturbances, hypertension. There are high cholesterol, so many things. And there's more. There are many, many more. And these things are all linking back to stress. There have been so many studies and so much research that is coming out now that is telling us that stress, long-term, prolonged stress, state of stress in our body, will have a negative impact on disease and illness in your body. So what I guess the big message here is, is that, and again, if you follow me on social media, you hear me talk a lot about activating your relaxation response regularly as one of your main things of self-care. If you have five minutes to do anything any day, I would pick breathing or tapping or meditation over a facial. And I love my face masks. But here's the thing. Activating your relaxation response is how you break that stress cycle. It is how you actually activate that parasympathetic nervous system to take over. And the more that you activate that, the more you regularly practice it, the more it can become the dominant one and you won't be as sensitive to a stress response. So what the big take-home message here really is, is that thought awareness and mindful strategies are just as important because the mind and your thoughts, your seemingly unimportant, ridiculous thoughts, affect your body and affect your stress levels. Remember the mom who was panicking when she had the thought about her child being abducted by aliens? That thought still caused this feeling of don't want and a negative emotion. So your thoughts don't have to be real. They can, they can you know, be made up. A thought is not a fact. 
So thought awareness strategies are just as important as your body focus strategies because as we just spoke about, as you have heard today, a thought can put you in a physical state of stress and harm your body. So what are thought strategies? Okay, I'm going to give you one simple technique that you can start practicing. This is something that I do with clients and it's also something that we teach in Thrive, but this is so, so simple. This is called an emotional check-in. So if you can practice regularly checking in with your emotions throughout your day, even just once every hour for a week or two, you are going to become, you're going to start the process of becoming aware of your thoughts. So what I would do is go and set a reminder in your phone, an alarm that goes off every hour. And it simply says, how am I feeling? And stop and ask yourself that question. How am I feeling? And if the answer is, yep, I'm feeling really good because our emotions, because if I said to you, what have you thought about for the last hour? You're going to go, um... (laughs) I don't know. What's 60,000 thoughts divided by 24 hours? How many thoughts have I just had? (laughs) So we ask how I'm feeling. And we're going to use our emotions as a barometer to start identifying what thoughts we have had. So if you say, yep, I'm feeling good, great. Keep going, check in again in an hour. But if you go, okay, you know what? I am having a pretty tough time. I'm not feeling fantastic. I'm really angry. I'm frustrated. I don't even know why then that is where you would then start putting into place your strategies to flip your emotional switch, your happy vault strategies, which I will talk about on uh, another podcast episode, but I also teach in Thrive. But what you can do is become aware of the thoughts that you have had that are leading into this. So you might reflect on your last hour and go, actually, I kicked my toe and I felt terrible since then. So you've been giving the thoughts about kicking your toe attention. You might have just had a a very short interaction with someone who's just left you with a negative vibe and that you've been given attention to. So use your emotions as a barometer so you can start to become aware of the thoughts that you've been having that could be causing these emotions. And other thought techniques, other strategies that you can use include mindfulness, and learning more about thought awareness and other thought awareness strategies. There are strategies that you can learn that you can actually put a stop to your negative thought patterns. Meditation, it has long-term effects on slowing down the brain waves that you use. Your mind naturally slows, it calms. Your thought process slows down and the more you practice it, the more that will happen. And EFT tapping. So EFT tapping will disconnect the emotions that are attached to those thoughts. So if you then have that thought about your child being late again or your dress, you know, looking, then tapping about that thought is going to disconnect the emotion that came from that. And then next time you have that thought, it's not actually likely to affect you and you're not going to go into a stress cycle over it and it will continue to float past just like the other 59,273 thoughts that you've had okay so you might be wondering now okay so you've just talked about these mindfulness tools or thought awareness strategies 
um, where do I actually begin? <laughs> How do I get started on doing those things? Well, of course, you can come and work with me one-on-one. But I do have some awesome news. For the first time this year, I will be welcoming new members into Thrive, which is my online membership from the 24th until the 28th of February. So only for those five days. So Thrive is for women who want strategies to clear their mind, who want to feel like they're in control of their emotions and learn which self-care will actually be effective in the small pockets of time that they have and really just feel like they are really coping or not just coping, thriving. So Thrive is a members-only natural stress and anxiety management program that I've created and it has libraries of support through EFT meditations, um, normal meditations, affirmations, journaling, and of course, my five stages of stress management framework, which keeps you on track. And this framework, guys, this is what I work one-on-one with people with. It is really, really effective when it comes to not only short-term stress management, but long-term strategies and prevention. So Thrive, you can access anytime. It's all online and through an app. There's no minimum time commitments. There's no requirement to complete any part of it. You just use it as you need and when you need. So if this is something that you want to know more about, then just go jump on the wait list that I'll pop in the show notes and then you will get an email notification as soon as the doors are open and a sneaky VIP offer as well. So guys, go and set your alarms for your emotional check-ins and I want to know in the comments or via email or social media how you went and what you actually noticed as you start to become more aware of how you're feeling and what you're thinking. So that is a wrap for this week. Thank you so much for joining me today. I truly love being here with you guys. So until next Wednesday, have a magical week and I will talk to you then. You've been listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you know someone who would love to hear all about this topic, make sure you share this episode on your socials and tag me at inspiredlife.byjessicaann. You can get in touch with me through my website, www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.